Spinderella cut it up one time. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Our next guest is an iconic figure in hip-hop and music. DJ Spinderella rose to fame as one-third of the trio salt and Pepper. And now she is swapping out headphones for a museum curator hat at the Music Room of the National Public Housing Museum that is set to open on Chicago's near west side next year. Her plan? Well, it's to show the role public housing in the U.S. has played on the American music landscape. And joining us now is the one and the only... DJ Spinderella. Thank you so much yeah. for being here. Thanks for having so me. So good to talk to you. Thank you. <laughs> These are interesting dots that I want you to help us connect, right? Public housing and music. Mm-hmm. How and why are these two things that seem to have nothing to do with each other connected? Well, they actually do have a lot to do with each other. Um, the energy of uh, the vibe um, growing up for me uh, has a lot to do with, with the soundtrack that was playing, the mood in our apartment. Um, and you'll find that there were a lot of, there's a lot of talent in those, in those walls. And I, for one, I can make that connection because I grew up with that music. Um, you know, I grew up in the era of the, the earlier stages of hip hop and watching it grow and watching it, you know, develop into what it is today. Um, just looking back on that, mm-hmm. I think that the environment that, um, that I came around, who I am today has to do with the soundtrack. And that was in public housing. You, you grew up in public housing in your early years. This was in the seventies in Brooklyn, right? Yep. Seventies, eighties. In Brooklyn. 70s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and you you've also talked about how uh, growing up in the projects, music music was like a haven for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and that, that was also true for a lot of people around you. Yes. So hip hop itself, um, the voice of the streets, the voice of the youth um, was, you know, was the sound that I grew up, I grew up, you know, I grew up with my dad, who, who was the one that literally played music all the time, day and night um, when he wasn't working. Um, you know, his music was more soul. Yeah. Uh, you know, like Motown. I'm talking everything from, Blue-eyed soul to Motown to um, just and, and everything in between. So I grew up around that. But then when hip hop came in, it was kind of our voice. It was our voice, and mm-hmm. it was rebellious. It was, it was also conscious. It was, you know, it it told the world what was happening um, yeah. from our told the world about the ghetto. It told the world about the hoods, and. Um, so that's that's what I know it to be. And there was a lot of artists um, that I grew up around, or, or I should say DJs. Yeah. And I didn't even really know what DJing was. I just saw it. it I just saw it all around me. DJs would come out and plug up to the park um, pole, you know, the light pole, and start blaring music. So it was just all around me from yes. my, my own with my dad to to growing up in hip hop. Yeah. I mean, if you think about that time, stay in that space for me. What mm-hmm. does the soundtrack to your childhood sound like? Like, give me some songs. Give me some oh, artists. Fun. Everything from, um, let me see, the Ohio Players to um, First Choice. I don't know if you know. Oh, my gosh. Part. Yes. <laughs> you know about that? Yes, I do. Um, <laughs> yes. So, uh, so um, James Brown, of course. Um, Aretha, Nina Simone. 
um, Barbara Streisand, um, you know, and then when hip hop opened up its doors, um, you know, of course you had your Run DMCs and your LL Cool J's, which my dad loved, which was wild. My first cassette tape was LL. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sugar Hill Gang. I mean, you know, that it was a time yeah. in music, it was a wonderful time in music. But I, I got the, my soundtrack consisted of everything from disco to soul to, you know, um, jazz. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my dad loved Quincy Jones and, an artist like that. So Yeah, I love that. The 90s is is what I go back to when I think of my childhood, mm-hmm. you know, being outside, riding my bike, mm-hmm. playing with my friends mm-hmm. at public housing projects. This was in Toronto, which is where I was raised. Okay. Oh, wow. uh, and okay. then I would come home, I would turn on the TV and watch music videos and I'm looking at my favorite rappers sitting on the yeah. stoop of a yeah. public housing complex the, the best, in, in the Bronx. Was, do you remember that? Like the, the feeling? Oh, absolutely. The nostalgic. How, I mean, how nostalgic it was. I wish I could kind of capsulize that. <laughs> is and, is that what your music room at the, the National Public Housing Museum, is that essentially going to take us back? Yeah. Yes. The idea of, of, of the room from my standpoint is to just bring that that atmosphere back, that feeling for visitors that are known to the, the the housing project community and for those that don't know about it. Like, it's like that living room. Um, the standard living room in the projects, You there was always a TV going or music playing or somebody arguing or somebody playing cards or somebody, you know. Yes. That's, and I want to bring that to the table. How did you get involved with the museum in Chicago? Interestingly enough, they reached out to me. I have a friend on the board, Kabara Vereen, and she was like, you know, I know you grew up in the um, the housing uh, projects and in Brooklyn, and would you be interested in just coming on board? And um, I mean, her idea was to like, just gather the artifacts and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, I got artifacts. As a matter of fact, I got a whole record collection. Um, I bet. From back my dad left me his records, and that was just like the biggest thing, like, um, but yeah, and then I, I started to talk with her more and she introduced me to, um, you know, just everyone on the board and, and it was kind of like, this would be right on my alley. I was a little bit too interested because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, y'all gotta have it like this and it's gotta be like that. And then, so we started taking some meetings and talking about how we can expand, um, you know, my, my, uh, input or whatever. And, they were like, why don't we just make you the, the curator of music? Because so, I love, you know, I love that aspect of it. Yeah. The idea of, of opening the doors, um, you know, there's a lot of artists that you would never know that grew up in the projects. Um, Barbara Streisand, you know, Elvis Presley, everybody mm-hmm. from um, Nas to Foxy Brown to, you know, like Jay-Z, you're talking billionaires. Yeah. And that, and that and diversity that, is, is, is going to show itself in, in this music room. Right. Yes. It's yes. it's going to cover the the soundtrack of America, if you will. Of course, of course. It's it's just going to be a fun room. I think um, we're we're literally talking about the the aesthetics now of what it looked like. But I am thinking retro, um, like a retro old like a old school but retro um, living room in the, in the project. But I yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah, your vision sounds you know, amazing. There was a lot of there was a lot of beads. <laughs> There's some velvet paintings. I mean, those are the things that I'm thinking about, but different eras of the projects, um, you know, that, you know, we'd have to consider. So we're going to kind of just round it all. I have a great team. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, the team itself is is doing a lot of research and helping me out with it. So it's going to be fun. And you're heavily involved, it sounds like, throughout every step of the way in this process. Yes, as much as they'll have me. <laughs> <laughs> this is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, we are talking with the legendary DJ Spinderella about her latest venture, which is being the curator of the music room at the National Public Housing Museum in Chicago. So let's get back to those artifacts because I'm I'm so curious yeah. what else we'll find in that room. I mean, is there going to even be any like salt and pepper related memorabilia in there? Oh, we have we we have some salt and pepper memorabilia. I don't know what will make the cut yet. Yeah. We're still talking. Where, where about are the what... eight ball jackets? Where's yours? <laughs> <laughs> you know that's so funny. I've I've had a few made and I cannot find any of them. So someone really? has them. Yeah, it's really interesting. We, we got to find them. Yeah, someone has them out there. But um, I've I've misplaced it a couple of times. And you know, salt and pepper and myself we parted ways. So I still have a lot of our our old stuff, old records. And I mean, I've I keep everything that I can. But unfortunately, the jackets I cannot find. Oh, the jackets were the best part. (laughs) Yeah, We've had had those jackets redone on a few occasions. So um, it's nothing that we do again. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. And back to, you know, the museum here. you're, You're not just sharing the history of public housing and talking about its role in music, because that's one piece. But it sounds like you're also um, talking about the continuing relationship between the two things. Yeah. We've just talked a lot about the past. What do you think that relationship looks like today, public housing and music? Has anything changed, do you think? Not really. I feel like it's, you know, there's a lot of um, gentrification that's gone on. There's a lot of push outs that's happening. Um, and that's, you know, the, the museum itself is there to preserve, you know, an, you know the archives, the memories of it. So, yeah, I, I feel like maybe this will open more doors, um, you know, for those that don't know about the lifestyle in public housing. But these are actual human beings um, with struggles and needs and basic needs. And we just need to make sure that we encompass um, those needs and this museum is really just a showcase of, of that world. And um, hopefully the visitors get to enjoy it. And specifically the music room for me is, you know, I, I plan to bring the nostalgia to the table. Yeah. So the, the National Public Housing Museum, it's operating in the River North area of Chicago, yep. and it will move to the near west yep. side early next year. This is the first museum of its kind, which means... Spinderella, mm-hmm. that your music room, it's also going to be one of a kind. So do you mm-hmm. feel the weight of getting the narrative right? Because this, course, is, this is a story, um, you don't hear this story a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's the first of its kind. So yeah, it it, it is new. So when I posted about that, uh, my involvement and, and when it kind of broke that I was involved, I got a lot of people that were like, wow, this is really interesting because they know of the 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 the, the community. The public, you know, most yeah. people that have, you know, they know of the community of public housing, whether they've lived in it, they've been through it, or they know of it, or know someone from there. But um, I know for me, I have, I, I posted about it, and I got a lot of interest. People are like, this is really interesting. It was you very know? intriguing. I, I I had the same reaction. I said, yeah, because, you know, it's still like, it's still like, wow, public housing. That was my life. And so... I've since moved on. It's been a few decades since I've lived there, but I still have family in public housing. I mm-hmm. still have friends, 
you know, I still communicate um, with those that are there via my family, but I kind of know that, you know, it's just, it's almost like the environment that's, that that's forgotten. And I feel like this is a definite important showcase. Yeah. It's definitely a showcase. Um, yeah. yeah. You touched mm-hmm. on this earlier when we were talking, when we were reminiscing about the, the good old days of, of, of music and hip hop and, I feel like there's something to be said about that era uh, when we were first introduced to you even, right? Because DJs, DJs, they were such a standout in in hip hop Mm -hmm. groups back then, right? Remember that? Like, what are your thoughts on how that's shifted over the decades? Because we don't see that anymore. But it was such a, you were such a frontal piece of the group back in the day, right? That's because the DJ is what, what literally started hip hop. Right. It started from the DJ and the DJ would, play music, you know, get the, get the party rock and get, you know, get the crowd involved, but they needed a voice piece. So they would put the mic on the table and you would have the MC come up and grab the mic and start to, you know, connect with the crowd, do crowd participation and raps and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, originally hip hop started with the DJ. What do you think about the fact that we don't really see that front and center anymore? Um, It's all about the artists. You're right. Yeah, because it's all about the MC now. It's all about it's all about the the rappers now, you know. Um, but you have, you know, you have your quite a few DJs that are still hot, K Capri, D Nice. Yeah. Um, you know, that keep the, the art form relevant, like myself yeah. and 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 it's the expanding Quest Love. Quest Love is a DJ, you know, That's but true. you would never know it because of all the things that he's involved in. So it's just kind of like opening and expanding. Um that base. Yeah. D nice kept a lot of us alive earlier in the yes. pandemic. Right. <laughs> Almost like superheroes. Yeah. I, I, look at, I look at the DJ, you know, not just the, the cornerstone of hip hop, but I look at us as saving the day. We can change moods. We can change, you know, uh, people's, you know, I guess attitudes. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you are still hitting the road and you're DJing to this day. I saw you promoting stuff online, on social media. Yeah. Where are you heading next? I'm on my way to San Antonio. I DJ um, with this uh, comedy crew called the Rat Packs. My husband happens to be a comedian, so oh, cool. I'm always comedy. We, at, we actually have um, a couple of shows in San Antonio this weekend and um i also have the spinderella comedy jam so we've been putting on comedy jams really yeah please guys dj spinderella yes it's it's my love i love comedy i love music so we kind of combine my husband is like the mastermind of this he's so like wait, are you com- are you on stage telling jokes too no okay <laughs> he is. wishful thinking my okay husband, my husband is but I he, know. Says I'm funny. he says i'm funny um <laughs> but i'll stick to the music he tells the jokes. I play the music. We have a party and comedy at the same time. So that is awesome. Well, we are excited about this project. That is DJ Spinderella. She's collaborating with the National Public Housing Museum to curate its music room where her vision is really to connect the dots between public housing and the evolution of American music. DJ Spinderella, thank you so much. This was a pleasure. Thank you. So much. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah.